Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. I am Vicki Kosiorg. I'm here in Charlotte, and I am, um, I'm here with Daniel Parks. Yes, you are. And I am the Sidewalk Training Director nationally, as well as I work here um, with our Sidewalk Outreach team in Charlotte. been doing this about almost 11 years now. And Daniel, who are you? Well, sometimes I forget <laughs> who I am. Um, but the you Lord, are a child of God. Yes, I'm a yeah. child of God, absolutely, by His grace. Amen. But I also serve uh, within Love Life as our West Coast Regional Shepherds, oversee all of our efforts from the Rockies West, and blessed to serve in that capacity, and also oversee the sidewalk ministry nationally. Been involved in sidewalk outreach since 2005, so wow. a good, good bit of years there. On a volunteer basis and then a full-time basis and in 2015. And then, um, you know, we've shared before how uh, I served, Vicki, also under a ministry called Cities for Life that we merged with Love Life in 2020. So anyway, served in a lot of capacities in the pro-life ministry and really been blessed to, I guess, hyper-focus on the sidewalk outreach ministry. Yeah. So we bring these episodes to you guys because we feel like we have some expertise in this area. We also have a lot to learn, too. Yep. So we feel like we can learn some things from you guys. That's why we always encourage you guys to reach out to us. And we'll give our email addresses at the end of this episode. But let's jump into our content. What are we talking about today? Yeah, so today the title of this is Who is Our Enemy? And it covers not only who is our enemy, but who are our allies and what are our weapons um, okay. in, to use on the sidewalk. This did come as a suggestion from a sidewalk counselor. And uh, she was really reacting to what is often a problem with many ministries, which is disunity. Yeah. And how disunity can really destroy us from the inside out. Yeah. So how important unity is. And this was kind of, we have done many podcasts on that. We did a recent one, yeah. in fact. And so this is similar, but I think it analyzes things in a slightly different way different right. way. It's such an incredibly important topic. And maybe it's more we're being proactive, yeah. that that the more we address this and bring it to the attention of all the people on the sidewalk, I think the less likely we are to fail yeah. in this area. Yeah. Well, if you read the New Testament, mm -hmm. which I know you do, yes, and you read the writings of the Apostle Paul, you know, of course, Peter, John, mm -hmm. basically all of the epistles, it seems, mm -hmm. deal with some shape or form of disunity or a potential for disunity. And so it is a common issue. Yeah. Now, I will say that what I've seen as I've been, um, you know, just at least had some touch with other pro-life organizations, mm -hmm. there's always the potential for disunity, not just pro-life organizations, but churches and whatever else. Right. There's always the potential for disunity. And the dynamic that we have within Love Life is actually pretty unique mm -hmm. because we're not a monolithic group. We, we want to unite and mobilize the church, not just one particular denomination. 
Um, but you even see within denominations, right, infighting and disunity, that, that stuff happens all the time. And the fact that we're able to be as diverse as we are as far as denominationally. Now, of course, we you know are evangelical Protestant um, churches that are that partner with us and people that serve under us, especially in the sidewalk ministry, have to be part of a Bible believing church. But we're not saying you have to be a Presbyterian or a Baptist or a Pentecostal or a charismatic or a non-denominational, whatever. If you believe in you know the gospel. Mm-hmm. and you're part of a Bible-preaching church, you can be a part of Love Life. And so we have a lot of diversity, mm-hmm. people that serve on our sidewalks here in Charlotte and across the nation. can be from all kinds of different denominations serving side by side, and the way that they do it in unity is amazing. It's miraculous. It is, yeah. But there's always the potential for disunity, and we've all seen it. Um, and And so, again, Paul addresses it. We're going to address it here. And again, not any particular thing or issue that's come up. It's just a reality of ministry that we want to stay ahead of. That's right. So, you know, as we think through that that first question, who is our en- enemy? Well, the simple answer is Satan. Yeah. We often, I think, in relationships, treat each other as enemies, as opposed to looking at who right. really is the yeah. enemy of yeah. our soul. Yeah. And of course, we know the Apostle Paul, what does he tell us? That we wrestle not against flesh right. and blood. So, yeah. it's of course, we're not enemies of one another in the body of Christ, right? We are members of the same body. Yeah. Um, but even like the pro-aborts and stuff, ultimately, mm-hmm. they're not our enemy. It's mm-hmm. the devil. But I'll tell you, the worst enemy of all mm-hmm. is actually not the devil. Mm. You know what the worst enemy enemy of all is? Usually the answer is myself. Yeah. Look, you look at him <laughs> or her. Every day in the mirror. In the mirror, yeah. exactly. Your worst enemy yeah. is yourself, Yeah. Um, your pride. Mm-hmm. And I think things like this, subjects mm-hmm. like this, help us to get our pride in check. Because oftentimes when we are one of the components that Satan uses to yeah. bring disunity, it's yeah. because of our own pride. That's right. We think more of ourselves yeah. than we do of others. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, you know, it's easy to blame others. For issues that really you're wrestling with in your yeah. in your own heart, but you know, I again, the enemies that we would typically say as a pro life organization, the enemies are the abortion industry, yeah, the pro abortion people, even the moms and the dads who are coming to abort their children, but they're not the real enemy. The enemy right. is not flesh and blood. The enemy is Satan who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So he has lied to them. He is tempting them. And um, and we have to be really careful to recognize they are all tools of Satan sometimes, but he's our enemy. Yeah. Satan is our enemy. Yeah. Um, so as as I was thinking through that, and as this this person who suggested the podcast, she said, "Talk about what our we- our weapons are. Right? What are our greatest weapons? Yeah. And and as I was thinking through it, I was thinking, I can think of the weapons that I see utilized. Most of them are not the weapons we should yeah. be using. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're talking about you know our our fellow counselors and people that serve with us. They're not our enemy. The devil's right. our enemy. Right." But what are some of the weapons mm-hmm. that we might use mm-hmm. against those that we perceive to be our enemies, exactly. uh, each other? Like, what are some of the things that we wrongly use against one another that can cause us to, um, you know, 
to hurt one another and to bring disunity. So exactly. let's, let's jump into some of those things. Yeah. So I think one of the most damaging and the one I probably see and hear most often is gossip. Yeah. Yeah, gossip, no doubt. spiritualized gossip, right? As you call it, hey, I want it. you to pray about this. Yeah. This this person said and did this. Can you believe it? I want you to be praying about it. Yeah, right. that's spiritualized gossip. Right. We rationalize gossip as well. I need to talk to someone about it. Yeah, and there are things you need to talk about. Sure, but when when it's talking about a fellow counselor or leader or whatever, when they are the target of your concern and you have not gone to them, it's wrong. Yeah. It is clearly wrong. Right. The Bible tells us not to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, it yeah, causes I mean, it, offense. Yeah. It causes offense. It it sows discord. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that God hates those that sow discord mm-hmm. among brethren. As a matter of fact, that is what the devil does. Yeah. He's a sower of discord. And so we don't want to align ourselves with him. Now, here's a dynamic, though. Right, because the reality is, like you and I, we have conversations on a regular basis about some of our leaders. I share with you some of the things nationally right. that I might be dealing with, and um, you know, things that you need to know. Right, mm-hmm. whether it be good things or bad things. Mm-hmm. Right, I need to talk about the people mm-hmm. that are under me and under my leadership, and you need to talk about those things too. Right. Um, the issue with gossip is talking about people with no real desire for a good result for them and for the situation, right? right? Gossip is just throwing information out there. Most of the time, it's it's partial information, right? If we're honest, when we gossip, when we say, hey, I want you to pray about this thing, we're only giving one side of the story. That's right. Really the, other, the other person is not there to right, defend yeah. themselves. So what are we trying to do when we do that? We're trying to get people on our side, mm-hmm. right? So gossip kind of speaks to this drawing people to yourself, drawing people to your side, and that is sin. Paul yeah. calls it a work of the flesh. Yeah. So we have to guard against it. And so, so how do you, how do you talk about the necessary things that you need to talk about with those that you serve with, um, and, and it not be gossip? Well, the first thing is Matthew eighteen. That's where we go yep. to, right? Go right back to Matthew eighteen. Mm-hmm. If you got an issue with your brother or sister in the Lord, you need to address it with your brother and your sister in the Lord first. First, that's the. First place you should go, you should not call your friend up on the phone and say, did you hear what they said? Yeah. Or would you pray about this? They said right. blah, 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 blah. Like, right. I don't care. God is not fooled by your spiritualizing your gossip. Yeah. If you have not been willing to confront the person that you have an offense with and you want to bring that offense to someone else, whatever you call it, it's still gossip. Yeah. And you're still not obeying what the Bible says. And what I have seen it do is it it kind of multiplies that root of bitterness. Yeah. It, oh, it, it does. It, it hel- it, you begin to wallow in it, and now you've got support to yeah. wallow in it even deeper. It doesn't the, – the intention is not to solve something. It's to justify your hurt feelings. Yeah, yeah. or so. to vent. Maybe you're yeah. not trying to justify. Maybe you're just trying to vent. And the Bible says that a fool vents all of their emotions. Yeah. And we shouldn't be fools, right? Hebrews, I believe it's chapter 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul talks about this root of bitterness, and he Mm -hmm. says it can spring up, or the writer of Hebrews, which I think is Paul. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the writer of Hebrews says there's this root of bitterness that can spring up, and it can defile many. Yeah. Like a lot of people can be defiled by this gossip. 
So it poisons the well. It poisons people. And again, that's what we're ultimately, if we're honest, that's what we're trying to do when we gossip is we're trying to get people on our side. And so what it does is it brings division. It brings disunity. It brings dissension. And God's against it. Yeah. Yeah. So the first question, ask yourself, have I gone to that person? Yeah. And have I followed the Matthew 18 uh, method of resolution or reconciliation with someone? Yeah. The second one um, is the silent treatment or silence where you just stuff it, you hold it in. And meanwhile, resentment's growing. So you've got an issue that you're concerned about. You don't want to be the squeaky wheel. Sometimes there's good motivation for that, and sometimes there definitely are times for silent and silence, and that requires yeah. discernment. But if you're feeling bitterness, anger, hurt, and it's enough that it's like affecting you and your relationship with that person, silence is probably not the best yeah. um, method at that point. It is talk it through. Communication can solve so many issues before they become um, poisonous or infectious issues. Well, let me say, too, the reason why I say when we started out, your worst enemy is yourself is because the flesh, your flesh, gravitates toward gossip, Mm -hmm. silence. Mm -hmm. It's much harder to sit down face-to-face with a person and do the Matthew 18 thing. It's much harder to do that. And so our flesh gravitates toward the easy things. Yes, We have to fight against it, right? Mm -hmm. We have to crucify the flesh. Mm -hmm. And so doing the hard things, having the hard conversations with people that we're offended by or we have an issue with, it's the hard thing, but it's taken up our cross and it, it honors the Lord. And if you do that, no one's pretending it's easy, but if you do that, God will honor you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So another one, big one, is when one of the weapons is we decide we just are not going to yeah. submit. These to are authority. weapons that we attack one another. These with. are weapons we attack each other that I I'm I'm positing are are not appropriate. Yeah. They they are disunifiers, not uh, reconcilers. Yeah. Yeah. So do when we don't submit, oh, we can use rebellion against authority as a weapon. Yeah. And the way I most hear it stated, honestly, in this ministry or in, you know, in a ministry is, well, the Holy Spirit told me to do blah, blah, blah. Right. Which is in direct violation of standards or whatever set by leadership. Yeah. When that happens, I think we all need to examine that. Sure. Yeah, and I've encountered that over the years. Yeah. Not just in this ministry, but in church ministry and other right. places where people spiritualize their rebellion. Right. Right. And so Yeah. Um so so the question is, this is the question that I ask for people that, you know, essentially leadership has set certain directives or certain boundaries or certain like here's the way we're going to do things. Yeah. And people say, well, actually they they end up going outside of those boundaries and you ask them like, okay, this, these are the boundaries. Why did you go outside? Well, I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me out of those boundaries. And so the question is then, did you feel like the Holy Spirit was leading you into this ministry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, if you know, people are led by the Holy Spirit, they feel like the Holy Spirit led them into the ministry. Okay. Well, you know, when you came into this ministry that the Holy Spirit led you into, the Holy Spirit led you into this authority structure. Mm-hmm. And... He's not changed his mind, right? He's not now just changing his mind and saying, okay, you need to just shatter that authority structure and do what you want. God didn't lead you into this ministry so you can do what you want. He led you into this ministry so you could be in submission to leadership. Now, 
we're not talking about heavy-handed, you know, dictatorial leadership. Or like, ungodly leadership. Yeah. We are talking about leadership that is, you know, you may disagree with them, but they are people that are seeking the Lord in the Word. Their lives reflect that commitment yeah. to the Lord. If you're seeing all that and you're still saying, I don't care, I, yeah. I don't want to submit to the authority or the standards that are set— um, yeah, I think that's what you're talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Because, again, people spiritualize their rebellion or their unwillingness to submit to godly leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a middle guy mm-hmm. within Love Life. I'm not mm-hmm. the top guy. I don't make all right. of the decisions. Right. And there are decisions just by virtue of the fact that you're in a, in, in a ministry with an authority structure and other people. There's times when I disagree with decisions that are made. Yeah. Now. I'm not even talking about moral disagreements, right? When we get into talking about sin, if leadership is telling you to sin, to compromise biblical truth and biblical convictions, whole different. That's thing. a whole different right. ballgame. Right. But when we're talking about different strategies and we're talking mm-hmm. about different focuses and different things like that, there's some times where I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't agree 100. percent But the reality is, your submission to leadership is tested when you don't agree. Exactly. Right. If you always agreed, yeah, yeah. and if uh, it always required a hundred percent agreement, what's the point in any leadership structure anyway? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like if we're all in agreement, we're all, you know, doing the exact same thing, saying the exact same things all of the time, th- then we would just have a communistic <laughs> system, you know, communistic utopian so- uh, society or s- yeah. utopian ministry, yeah. which you know is, is completely outside of what God established. God established biblically. Leadership structure, like it or lump it, there Mm -hmm. are some people that are in charge and some people that are not. That's just the reality. And we have to decide as those who are not in charge, not the number one person making all the decisions, either we're going to submit to the leadership God has established or not. Right. 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 And and so, you know, a verse that comes to mind is how small is your faith if it falters in times of trouble? I don't yeah. have the reference, but it's similar. It's talking about faith. But if if when when there is adversity, trouble, and you you decide to just go your own way instead of God's way, it always leads to destruction. Yeah, and that is true in faith. It's true in the submission to godly leadership in in any um, any institution, marriage, anything. Yeah. Um, well, so, let me say this too, because yeah. this is important. Mm-hmm. Because with everything that God does and God's established, there's a perversion of it. Right. And so there is this, there could be this dictatorial, you can't even question leadership. Yeah. And that's not the way leadership works within love life. That's not the way leadership works with me. Mm-hmm. I am always open for question. Mm-hmm. If I have, I mean, you can probably testify to this. I can attest to this because yeah. we don't always agree shockingly. Yeah. We do agree on a lot. But there are things that sometimes I push back on and, yeah. I, and I'm always listened to and I have always felt that I've been yeah. listened to. Yeah, and I've, yeah. I've changed directions because of input that you've given. Yeah. So as leaders, we would be foolish. And this is mm-hmm. you guys who are leading in the middle there. Maybe you're leading volunteers or, you know, whatever, and you're under a director, you're serving yeah. under a director or a regional shepherd or whatever, um, you, you should be able to voice your, hey, you know what, I don't think that's that's the way we should go. But at the end of the day, if you have a leader that you're in submission to and they say, you know, I, I appreciate your input, but this is the direction we're going, then you've got to submit to it. But there should never be if you're a leader, a point in which you don't listen to the people that are under you, that that is an insecure leader mm-hmm. who can't be questioned. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea that you can't question 
a leader's leadership at all. You can't question their their um, the direction they want to go in or, or their ideas. That it can be a dictatorship, and that's not healthy leadership. Yeah. You should be able to question, but at the end of the day, even with your questions, you have to honor those that are. are leaders over you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, the the guiding principle for you is if there's an issue that you're facing with a leader, um, someone in authority, go to them. Yeah. Go directly to them yeah. and, and, and discuss it respectfully. And, and at the end of the day, if they disagree, well, then, you know, then submit. Yeah. And submit to that authority because yeah. that is what God tells us to do. Yeah. And the Bible is our guide. Right. So we kind of touched on this. The Holy Spirit, while it is a legitimate weapon, it can be used, like you said, we can perverse, you know, make a perversion out of any weapon. And including oh. the Holy Spirit, we can spiritualize the whole, we can say the Holy Spirit told me to do it when no, the Holy Spirit didn't. You want to do it and you're using the Holy yeah. Spirit as your, as your yeah, excuse. It's, it's <laughs> funny sometimes, and I've actually said this to one of those that I serve in leadership, that it's like we'd set some direction for a thing. It's like, this is how we're going to do the thing. This is, we had a conversation. I allowed the conversation to play out. But at the end of the day, I knew from experience, this is the way that we should do this thing. Right. There was no doubt in my mind and it's not sin or anything like this. Like, this is the way we should do it. I've been in this scenario before. I know how it plays out. Here's how we're going to do it. Right. End of story. Right. A couple of days later, this person came to me. I was like, you know, I really felt like the Holy Spirit wants us to do this, this, and this. And my answer, my response was, it's funny how the Holy Spirit is leading you to do the exact same thing that you want to do. Like, exactly. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Does the Holy Spirit never lead you to do things that you don't want? And, and my, of course, again, my answer was the Holy Spirit established leadership here in this ministry. I am the one that gets to make this, the, the call in this situation. And it's not, I'm not asking you to sin, right? So the, here's what we're going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so whatever you feel like the Holy Spirit might be leading you to do, maybe the Holy Spirit is testing you to see if you'll submit to godly leadership. Right. That's between you and him. But here's what we're going to do. Yeah. So so the proper use of the Holy Spirit is he is our guide, but don't use it as an excuse to rebel against godly authority. Yeah. Don't you yeah. don't don't use it for, as an excuse for anything. Yeah, because you but, would have to be positing the idea that you're you 100 percent are hearing from the Holy Spirit. Right. And, that and somehow, they're not. <laughs> yeah, and they're not. I mean, essentially, that's what you're saying right, to your exactly. leadership. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit. You're not. <laughs> exactly. So, okay, well, if you can show me chapter and verse of where I'm off, then we can talk about that. Which but leads, if you can't. <laughs> yes. Yeah, perfect, perfect. This leads exactly into the one weapon that we have that God says is infallible. Yeah. And this weapon, you can pervert. As yeah. you can any weapon, but it's harder. <laughs> right. And that weapon is the, is the sword of the spirit, literally listed as the one weapon we are supposed to use when we put on the the full armor of God, which is the word of God. Right. So yeah. the, our fail safe weapon is the word of God. Yeah. Well, let me say this because we're talking about weapons that we can use against one another mm-hmm. um, in an unrighteous way that causes disunity. Yeah. And. To me, if we're looking, and I've been in scenarios where I've seen this play out, there's been some disunity in a team. Mm-hmm. And what I hear from maybe both teams or, or, or from at least one side of it is scripture that's pulled out right. that's used to cut the other. Yeah. 
And certainly, we could use Scripture to call out sin in people, mm-hmm. and, and we should, right? Mm-hmm. If there's sin, that's the issue. But if our first inclination is to go to the Word and scour through the Word to find Scriptures to cut other people with, yeah. then we haven't let that be a sharp, two-edged sword. Yeah. Right? It's a two-edged sword, so it can cut both ways. We need to let the Word of God cut us first so that we can use it to cut through lies and cut through um, to what is true. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, if there is disunity, if there is dissension, our our heart's goal should be to, be to bring unity, not to, to cut the other person down, to prove that we're right and they're wrong. Yeah. If our motive is to use the scripture to prove how right we are and how wrong they are, then we're missing the whole point. We need to let the word of God do surgery in our hearts, and then we can humbly come and bring those truths to our brother and sister to help bring unity, right? The word of God is supposed to bring unity to the body of Christ, not disunity. Yeah, which is that whole thing about removing the log in your own eye before you remove the splinter in in your brother. So really use, use scripture, first of all, prayerfully, God, guide me and give me discernment. Yeah. And then the last portion of this is then who are our allies. And um, again, of course, the the as we've already talked about who are the real enemies and the weapons that we employ often incorrectly, but then who are our allies? And of course, the only one that really matters is Jesus, right. God. He is he is our our ally. But in a tangible way, um, we are each other's allies yeah. in in the ministry. We a ministry grows when we all know beyond a shadow of doubt we have each other's back. Yeah, and yeah. if if that gets threatened because of these bad weapons or the wrong use of weapons, it 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 destroys us from within. And I think most ministries probably fall because of destruction from within, as opposed to who is the real enemy, Satan. He, yeah. he doesn't need to do anything but start us fighting against each other, and yeah. and that destroys the ministry. So quickly. So, you know, you're my ally, Daniel, and yeah. I've got your back. And I want you to know that. And and I think I have to examine myself. Am I making that clear to all my team members? Yeah. And um, and I think all of us need to do that. Are yeah. we making it clear no matter what? You are my ally, I got your back, and and we're in this fight for a common goal together. Yeah. Yeah. There um so uh Jason and Tori Benham. Mm-hmm. So the Benham brothers, guys that started Cities for Life some years back, their dad, Flip Benham, been in this battle for a long time. Jason and Tori, their husband and wife, mm-hmm. do a marriage seminar. We actually had them to do one uh, for our West Coast teams. We had a retreat back in uh, early part of this year, in January of this year, had a retreat and had them come out and really um, give this marriage seminar mm-hmm. that helped to strengthen couples because we believe that strong marriages, the overflow of strong marriages – will be strong ministry. Sure. And we did the same thing for the East Coast just a couple of weeks ago. We did it. We had them come out. And they have a book that they wrote called Beauty and Battle. Mm-hmm. And essentially the premise of the book is we need to learn to fight shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. rather than face to face. It applies to marriage, married couples. It, it applies also to um, you know Christians in general. Right. The devil wants to get us fighting face to face, me and you fighting against one another, yeah. arguing, bickering. Yeah, God wants us to fight shoulder to shoulder, mm. side by side. Both We're facing in this battle, that common enemy, fi- facing right. the devil, yeah, kicking the devil in the teeth, yeah. And like you said, a lot of times ministries falter and fail from the inside, right? 
um, because they're fighting face to face. Yeah. Um, so some of the things that cause this can be selfish ambition and jealousy, mm-hmm. gossip, the things that we named. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to guard against those things. We do. Ephesians chapter four tells us we should endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And that endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit, it takes work. That's what it, it means. Yeah. And so we need to put the hard work of seeking unity, maintaining unity, and fighting against our flesh, fighting against the devil, fighting shoulder to shoulder rather than face to face. And God will continue to honor what you guys are doing and continue to unify you guys. Yeah, awesome. Um, I, I ended the article that accompanies this with Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So we're spurring each other on yeah. toward whatever our ministry is calling us to do. But that always includes love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together. And to me, that was saying, don't, don't forget to communicate with each other yeah. over all these issues as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching and that day, the end day is is approaching and we should yeah. always keep that in our mind that we are encouraging, encouraging each other until that day is here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to do something in this out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pray. Okay. I'm going to pray for unity for all the teams across mm-hmm. the United States. Again, we that. see an amazing amount of unity within our ministry. It's amazing to see, but the devil's always trying to get us to fight Mm -hmm. face-to-face instead of Mm shoulder-to-shoulder. So I'm going to pray for unity. Okay. And so, Lord, we just thank you right now for those who are listening and for the teams that serve you under Love Life across the nation, also those that that are not under Love Life but are serving you to advance your kingdom, God. We pray for unity. I pray against every spirit of dissension and Mm -hmm. faction and disunity, um, just the, the gossip. Mm-hmm. that comes, that can be a temptation. Lord, give us all grace to fight against these things. Lord, to not use these weapons that we talked about against our brothers and sisters, but to use the weapon of your word against the devil and against the lies of the enemy. So I just right now in prayer contend for unity for our teams. Pray that you bless them as they continue to maintain unity. And thank you, Lord, for what you've done in unifying your body across mm-hmm. the nation to see an end to abortion and we, we give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Well, um, I said I'd give you our email addresses at the beginning. So our, my email address is daniel at lovelife.org. Hers is Vicky with a Y at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear back from you. Maybe you were encouraged by this, challenged by this. Maybe you have suggestions for other episodes that we could do. We'd love to hear from you. So please reach out. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Nothing's too precious since I met you.